Men, thanks for listening to our 920 Man Challenge podcast. These are Bible teachings that are meant to be discussed alongside other men in community at our Blankenbaker Man Challenge gathering, where we prioritize developing a competent and confident understanding of who Jesus is and authentic and intentional male relationships. We hope this teaching of God's Word grows your relationship with the Lord, and we urge you to unpack it in your relationship with others. Enjoy! Fellas, Mason Bramer here from Men's Ministry Staff, jumping into uh, the Man Challenge podcast with a little special episode. I am joined by Justin Thomas, um, not the golfer, Uh, but Justin has been around Men's Ministry, around Man Challenge for a while. He uh, was sat at the table for a number of years, was a table leader for a couple of years, um, and in the last I don't know, a few years has, has seen a, a call on his life to do ministry in Liverpool, England, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, but before we jump into that, Justin, yeah. tell us who you are. What do you do? Are you married? Do you have kiddos? <laughs> Fill us in some. Yeah, so I am a Louisville native. Um, I was actually born in Elizabethtown, but moved here when I was very young, and uh, I love this city. Of Louisville. Um, well, high school. That's a Louisville yeah, question. Yeah, definitely. Ballard High School was go Bruins. My, yeah, totally Bruins all day. I did go to Cal for uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So I met a lot of good people there, got some good relationships, and then moved on to Ballard High School. I uh, went to college at Miami of Ohio. And um, when I left there, I lived on the beach in Hilton Head, South Carolina for a few years before moving back here. So okay. I've been in Louisville most of my life. Um, kind of all over the place, mostly in restaurants. Until about nine or ten years ago, I became uh, a realtor. My brother is in real estate, and um, he needed help, and I needed to get out of restaurants. So he took me under his wing, and uh, I found a career that I love. And um, in the transition, in the transition of careers, I met my wife, uh, Lindsay. She is awesome, and we dated for a couple of years and got married. And a couple of years after that. We had our daughter, Gabriella. Okay. Uh, we call her Gabby, and she's five now, so um, she's gearing up for this move, too. Yeah, and that's what, yeah, I briefly alluded, <laughs> but you were moving from your long-time home in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. to Liverpool, England. Uh, what are you about to do outside of <laughs> pack boxes and get on planes? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, so I'll... Briefly go through the, just let's rewind a little bit. Um, One of the things when my wife and I uh, were dating and first got married, um, she was baptized. She uh, was not a believer all her life. Um, She was drawn to church, but never really um, knew the Lord and didn't have a parents that would point her in that direction either. So um, she, right, I mean, she was barely dry from getting out of the baptistry when she was like, what if we were to go somewhere and be missionaries? I was like, yeah, like, sure, there, baby Christian. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool. I'll go. Yeah, I was like, I'll whatever go wherever you, you say. Want. Right, totally, whatever you want, honey. So, um, so we started taking classes at Southeast. Okay. Uh, we did Missions Dilemma with Steve Saint. We did the Art of Neighboring class, which was a Max Simonic special. Mm. Uh, and then we were introduced to Perspectives on the World Christian Movement. That is an intense 15-week class. It is three hours, one session per week for 15 weeks. Uh, and it's awesome. Mm. It changes the way you view the Bible. It changes uh, the way that you read the Bible. And it shows you God's heart for missions throughout the Bible beginning in Genesis. Yeah. 
Um, so that was an eye opener for us. We were addicted to it. We took it again the following, uh, maybe a year and a half later. Oh, wow. Southeast offers it usually every fall. Okay. So um, we took it again. And then after the second time we took it, we got on the lead team and started facilitating the class with um, people at Southeast. Mm. So through that, you'll meet a lot of incredible missionaries, a lot of speakers that come in from all over the world. And um, it's very encouraging, but you also make friends and you also get connections where hmm. the Lord will point you in a certain direction. So that's what happened with us. Yeah. When I, I you said, you know, a couple of terms that you hear a lot around church, mm-hmm. missions, missionaries. Uh, I think, you know, people might have a broad swath of yeah. perspectives on what that means. You know, like, oh yeah, you go for a week to a third world country and you build a thing and you come home. What when you say missions, missionaries, and God's got a heart for missions throughout the entirety of scripture, what do you mean when you say that? Yeah. So you will notice, um, even in the old Testament, um, like God's plan for Abraham, like he used that, that was a mission trip. Like Mm. he was sending him to somewhere that he was not familiar with. Um, and he had specific instructions from God. Um, the same thing goes for Noah. I mean, that was a mission trip, as strange as that is, but he had a very important role uh, in where we are now. And you can go through the Old Testament into the New Testament. It's really easy to see in the New Testament. Paul um, acts the new church, the New Testament church and all of that. But um, it's really fascinating to go back through the Old Testament and find these things. And it's just it's just a little it's it's God showing that his whole his whole plan the whole time before Jesus came down and died and rose again, was to use people to reach other people for his glory. Hmm. That's the simplest thing yeah. that, that I can say about it. But that's, that's evident in the New Testament and the Old Testament. And perspectives is what changed our minds about that. Um, and it wasn't just about missionaries and people who are good at Bible and people who have been to, you know... Um, uh, seminary, seminary thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seminary school. Uh, I have not. I did grow up in the church. Uh, my dad was a pastor, but I had. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I had a, I had a, you know, a little falling away. Uh, I never, never denied that Jesus died for my sins or He was real. I just didn't really, didn't really care for. You can walk with Him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so other than that, though, I kind of, you know, I kind of grew up around this stuff, and I, you just, you hear. You hear things growing up in Church of Christ or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, Baptist, whatever it is, and you um, you just think, well, that's not me. I'm not I'm not a minister. Mm-hmm. Um, through per- perspectives, we kind of recognize that in the Bible, he just uses normal people that have everyday problems mm-hmm. to carry out his will. Yeah, and I love that that line of your, your kind of definition of missions is using people to reach other people for God's glory. Yep. God using you a in your words, normal, ordinary man. Ordinary, unschooled. Uh, yeah, unschooled, <laughs> Acts 4, that's right, right. yeah. Um, to <clears throat> make his name known, literally among the nations, yep. um, the nation you're going to, yeah. England. Yeah. Um, g- give us a little bit of context of what you'll be doing there. I mean, I, I think a lot of guys are probably familiarized with, you know, England's a very late modern, postmodern culture where, you know, God's kind of no longer necessary more often than not. But what will you guys be doing and with what types of people? So we have 
Uh, through our perspectives class, we met a couple of people uh, involved in World Horizons. That's our sending agency. Okay. Um, they actually are very interesting in that they're very spirit-led, meaning they're not like, hey, we're a medical missions company uh, or organization, and we send people on medical mission trips uh, all around the globe, which those things are awesome. They mm -hmm. help people. They train people. They're not like one-way focused. They're spirit-led. If the, the Lord is leading them in a cert certain direction, they follow it. Mm. So it has led them to put the emphasis on art and business. Okay. Using these two tools to bring the gospel to people that can't otherwise hear the name of Jesus. Mm. Um, so through their time uh, creating businesses that function as real businesses that make money with real people as employees, all receiving the gospel, all gospel-centered in... Regions of the world where missionaries aren't allowed. Yeah. Like my visa is called a tier two minister of religion visa. Okay. Iraq doesn't have a minister of religion visa. You're not getting into <laughs> Afghanistan. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to Morocco with a minister of religion visa. It doesn't exist. Right. Um, so they have a skill. They bring something to the community. They also can fund their own ministry through the profits. They love on their employees, and they find a need in the community and fill it. Um, and they've got about 82 different businesses right now functioning in different strange places of the world mm. that are loving people one at a time. Yeah. So um, yours, what will that look like for you and Lindsay? Yeah. So for me, I will be um, – that's what it was kind of – I was drawn to was the business side. Lindsay is an artist. She does oil painting. She does – I have my own artsy side. I do photography and videography, um, and I'm a, I'm a musician. Mm -hmm. uh, but she actually – so the way that they use art is they've done pop-up art galleries um, in strange places as well. Egypt is one of them. You're not just going to Egypt. You have to have a purpose. And yeah. so they have an art gallery they did with Christian artists around the world. Very cool stuff. Um, she's going to facilitate some of those. She's also going to teach um, art classes or do like art therapy okay. um, with a large number of refugees coming into the United Kingdom. So really quickly, the school that we're working with is an, is an English language school. It is one of the businesses that they run. Mm. It's a functioning business. People pay money to learn English in England. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Spanish too. Yeah. Um, but they are offering these language lessons to refugees for free. Yeah. They have to be there every day, blah, blah, blah. But there's a ton of refugees coming in from the Middle East. Okay. okay. So Iran, Iraq, Turkey, Afghanistan, Pakistan, they're all there. And they don't know the language. They don't know anything. They get what's equivalent to $6.50 a day. Um, and they're not allowed to rent or have, an, have a job. So wow. it's a tough life, right? Gosh. Yeah, they land there because they're terrified. Yeah. And now they become more scared. And, and that's, that's better than what they're leaving. Yeah. But it is by no means. And that's $6.50 a day, they want to send some of that home. Like some of these guys want to send some of this money back. I mean, you're like, how can you even do that? Yeah. So um, in Louisville, in our city, we have 60,000 refugees in like a 7 to 10 block radius in the South End. Yeah. But we have seven or eight ministries like the Hope Place and stuff like that who come mm -hmm. alongside them and help them out. The UK has none of that. They yeah. have nothing. So this language school is like we can help them. We can give them business skills and job skills. If they get in front of a judge, they get a visa. Now they can get a job. They can start a business. Um, and if they do start a business and it's successful, maybe they can take that business back to their home country and preach the word. Iranians preaching to Iranians is a lot more powerful than some white North American dude coming to preach to Iranians. Yeah. So... We will be, I will be working with the business side, yeah. doing a lot, 
Um, and like I said, uh, Lindsay will be working, uh, doing kind of like art therapy with these Muslim women yeah. who have experienced trauma from every angle of life. Which is, man, that's, <clears throat> the brilliance of that to me is, you, you mentioned it earlier, I, I think especially at a, at a big church like Southeast, it's easy to think, um, who does ministry? Kyle Idleman, mm-hmm. Ronnie Cordray. They're teachers, they're they're paid by the church to do church work. They went to ministry school to do ministry. But that's very different than the New Testament church. There were preachers, no doubt. Um, But those preachers were called, Ephesians 4, 10 Mm. says to equip the saints, the believers, you and me, for the work of ministry. And so you're saying, hey, God, you've given me this gift. How can I steward that for your kingdom's sake? And that's just the strategy of that is really fun to to think about, to process. Um, but also the obedience of I'm, I'm using my gifts in every capacity for, for God's glory. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I love that. I love hearing that and seeing the reality of that be played out. I mean, I, I'm imagining there are a lot of guys who will listen to this, who see your story. Oh, he's moving to Liverpool, England. Wow. You know, that, that's sort of extreme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might. I probably will never do that. That's a big deal. I, I'm not. You know, God's not put that call in my life. How do I kind of see Justin's step of faith and process it in my own Louisvillean worldview? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is finding a need in the community. Mm-hmm. So this could be in the community where you live, um, like South Louisville, for example. I mean, my brother moved his family down there. Um, to be closer to this melting pot of people who are receiving Jesus, but the Hope Place is one place that helps people like this, and <clears throat> they can only do so much at a time, right? So, yeah. um, so that was a faithful step that my brother took. You know, they left St. Matthews, and they're like, "Well, we're going to move down off Southern Parkway," hmm. and now within you know their five block radius, they've got all kinds of different people down there. And uh, they're still in Louisville. Hmm. Um, you know, running our real estate team, we have tried to incorporate like community love, community development into our strategy. So purchasing, sometimes purchasing old homes and flipping them and, and selling them, renting them out to people who need a place to rent for a decent, um, for a fair price. Um, old dilapidated places that are encouraging drug culture and things of that in neighborhoods that are just kind of overlooked in Louisville. Mm. Um, we have, we've purchased a couple of those and we're trying to fill a need that's in that community. What can we do to help come alongside these people? And, uh, and so there's, there's a lot of really cool things that we've tried to do and we have achieved at some of it in the real estate world. So, Mm. um, you know, you can take your, your work that you do for a paycheck um, and connect some of your passions, I guess. Yeah. In a way that you, you, you know, and obviously prayer, <laughs> you got to pray about this stuff, but right. I mean, you do, you have to, but I promise if you pray with, with an open heart, he's going to show you something that you can do, whether it's moving across the world or moving to a different neighborhood or just changing the way you do your business mm. from day to day. Um, there are lots of things that because one of the clear things in perspectives that there are there are there are multiple things when he says go make disciples there's there's people that can go that's mm-hmm. us there's people that will pray for those people who are going 
And there's people who send financial support, whatever it is, logistics, all of that stuff. There's threefold to this. So he didn't say everybody needs to leave their home and pick up and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He did say you need to support the people that do. You need to um, love your neighbor. And sometimes that's, that's all you got to do. Really. Yeah. I think as, as you guys listen to this, I, I think what an easy practical takeaway. God, how can I be obedient in taking your name yeah. to those who don't know who you are? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that can look as, fall, as small as your familial unit. You know, yeah. like there are family members we have who don't who don't know the Lord, and and you know, yes, maybe you need to bring up your faith at <laughs> Christmas this year, but also. Are you involved in their life in a yeah. way that is engaging them? You're helping meet needs that builds the trust, vulnerability, reliability, relationship that comes with, hey, I, I'm, I care about you. I love you. Here's the truth that I know and, and I'm, I'm bound to. Mm-hmm. Here's how I can give that to you. And so I, I think, fellas, easy question. What's a way that you can um, look at what God's given you and turn it around for his glory uh, and yeah. steward it for his sake? Um, Use it. Utilize yeah. it for his kingdom. Before we before we jump off, though, Justin, um, I want to pray for one. But two, if, if guys are intrigued by this, if they are um, <clears throat> even impressed by this, if they want to learn how they could pray, if they mm-hmm. want to learn how they could um, really just learn more about what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, when, because you leave November 16th. 16th. So that is <laughs> two weeks away. Yeah, around the corner. Um <laughs> If guys want to get involved in any way, how should they do so? Yeah, there's. I think there's the best way would probably be to text my cell phone at five zero two four one seven one two five five. We'll put we'll put that in the uh, yeah. the description too. Yeah, text my cell phone and just include your name and your email address. What I can do is I can put you on uh, like our our biweekly or monthly email mm-hmm. um, blast that just kind of shares what's going on in our ministry. It'll keep you up to date. Um, there's links in there to World Horizons website to see what they're about in other parts of the world. They are mm-hmm. all over the world. Um, and so, and then there's, you know, uh, links on how to support us. All of that stuff is in there. It'd be easy and it would be um, probably the best route. Yeah. Uh, and what I love about our community, man, man challenge. Like this is not a, hey, go check out this website. Yeah. <laughs> text me. <laughs> text me. Yeah, text me. And I'll, yeah. I'll fill you in. I'll get you what you need. And I'll ask you um, mm-hmm. to help me and the needs that I need. Uh, yeah. I love that. Well, yeah. um, just I'm grateful for you and your obedience, your willingness to um, be uncomfortable for the sake mm. of uh, God, but also your willingness to, to watch him be faithful. I think that's the... The downside of what a lot of men don't experience from not yeah. taking a step of faith is we don't see the goodness of God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And so I, I pray um, that you'll get to see that in the, in the upcoming months and years as you and, and Lindsay and Gabby go. Um, but let me pray before we jump off. Okay. Fellas, I'll ask you um, not just to pray with us now, but to be praying for the Thomases as they um, gear up over these next couple of weeks. It has been a long process. Uh, yeah. he didn't have much time to explain that here, but <laughs> boy, um, excited for you guys to go. Let me, let me pray as you do. Father, I prayed before this podcast and I, I pray, uh, now as, as others are listening, um, I thank you for the evidence of your spirit in the Thomas family. Um, as, as funny as it may seem for, for Lindsay to pop out of the baptistry and say, uh, <laughs> how do we make his name known? 
How do we go for his good? Um, what beautiful evidence it is, Father, to see how when people taste and see your goodness, we, we can't help but um, in obedience run to take the good news to others. And so as the Thomases do, would you bless them um, with fruit, no doubt. But God, I pray that you would, you would bless them first and foremost with evidence of your faithfulness, your um, your fatherhood to them, your your brotherhood to them, Jesus, your guidance and counseling to them, Spirit. Would you um, come near uh, to the, the Thomas family as they draw near to you and then use them to make your name known in the hearts of people who never would have known it elsewise. Uh, goodness, to see eternity shift because of their obedience. God, I pray that that's the... The fruit that comes, we can't do any of it without you, Spirit. And Jesus, it's in your name that we pray all those things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's Bible teaching from Man Challenge at the Blankenbaker campus of Southeast Christian Church. For more information on how to get involved, reach out to us via the email address in our podcast description or find us on social media.